Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, hello. You guys have me for a solo episode today, and it's about time for another solo. I think most of us have determined that they are the favorites. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. I try to do a solo episode about once a month. Sometimes that doesn't always happen, but that's when you guys can really get to know me and also when we do Q&As. So I do Q&As on Instagram fairly often, and I always save a lot of the questions for solo episodes. And today is a topic that I have said I was going to do forever, and I don't think we've done an updated spiritual journey since probably two or three years ago. So today is my spiritual journey in a nutshell, and it's going to be hard to put this all into a conversation under an hour but let's just say it's the first of many and we can always make this a series, especially where we get into the Q&A portion because in our TBB community, I feel like so many of you are waking up to your psychic gifts or already have woken up to your psychic gifts or maybe it's not something that you feel personally connected to, but you still wanna learn about it from someone who's experienced a deep awakening because I do call myself a wellness guinea pig and a spiritual guinea pig in which I will try just about anything and I do. So from psychedelics to meditations to spiritual teachings and diving into different modalities and healing ways of life, I have tried it all, done it all, and a lot of it works and a lot of it I would probably pass on and I try to be really transparent with you guys about what those things are. But because I have gone down so many deep avenues of awakening over the years, I keep hitting a point where I'm just like, am I meant to live in the forest or live in Hawaii on the beach and go off the grid and stop living a public life and stop being an influencer, quote unquote, and just live a really private existence that is kind of like that spiritual journey on a mountaintop, but with your family kind of vibe and be a homeschool mom and live the alternative crunchy hippie mom lifestyle that I dream of. But then I'm always pulled back into sharing. And I think it's because I feel this innate need to share with you guys. If you listen to the two-part birthday episodes with Krista that we did in October, then you heard me talk about this innate desire to share. And I feel like that's part of what I'm here to do. So I feel like how could you be a wellness and spirituality guinea pig, but not have anybody to report back to? And that's where this community comes into play. And that's where this podcast really does feel like my life calling and We will get into the spiritual journey and why I feel like this podcast is such a calling in my life. Because let's be honest, what else would I be doing with my life at this point? The Aquarian age that we're living in is all about all of us becoming our own sovereign being and exiting the system in one way or another. And that might not speak to you and you might not want to exit the system and that's totally fine. But there are ways that we can all 
do that by reclaiming our sovereignty and by forging a path in our own life of doing what we're passionate about, living the spiritual concepts that we're taught, and by the new paradigm. The new paradigm is the opposite of living in the matrix. We are reclaiming our voices, and that means all of us. So if these concepts are sounding like, okay, Jordan, you're about to lose me, don't worry, because that's what this episode is all about. And at this point, I might as well just get into it. Also, before we head into the episode, I just wanted to share some super exciting news, which is that my TBB merch is launching in just a couple days. This is the collection that you guys have been waiting for, and I certainly have been waiting for. We've been working hard behind the scenes, and the launch day is just around the corner. So set your calendars, your timers, however you like to notify yourself that we are launching on Monday the 7th. And this is the collection that you guys have been asking for since I closed down TBV Apparel, my clothing line, six years ago to launch the podcast. So this is big. It's cozy. It's perfect. It's celestial. It's fun. The vibes are beyond on point. And I cannot wait for you guys to see what we've been working on. I will be announcing all over Instagram and social media. So keep an eye out there. We have a double launch on Monday. There's something else coming. And I'm just waiting on bated breath because you guys know how I feel about all of this fun stuff. So stay tuned, check your email, check your Instagram Monday morning and get in line for that merch. It is limited availability and it's going to be so special. So more on that soon. Now let's get into this solo episode. So excited. So let's start with childhood. And I'll give you guys the brief nutshell version of my spiritual awakening and my spiritual journey. And then we will get into Q&A later in the episode. So bear with me, get comfortable. And I hope no matter where you are, you feel like you're hanging with your best friend because that's who I hope to be. So going back to childhood, I didn't have what you would call a spiritual childhood. I had a very normal American California childhood where We were healthy, but we weren't 100% healthy. I wasn't raised vegan or vegetarian, and I wasn't raised with any particular religious influence, although I was raised Jewish and went to temple and had a bat mitzvah. But in our house, it wasn't like we were talking about God or karma or the universe or even the Torah. That was something that we just talked about in Sunday school. And I knew in my heart that neither of my parents were particularly religious people. My dad was raised Catholic and my mom was raised Jewish. So we grew up celebrating all the different holidays and I was really thankful for that. I felt like I was exposed to a lot, but when it came to the actual religious or spiritual component, there was just none of that. And I feel like when I think back to being a child, I was so highly sensitive and I can put the pieces together now that I look back and I do a lot of inner child healing and I've done a lot of psychedelic medicine where I can remember being in my childhood bedroom and I can remember being so highly sensitive and being petrified of what happens when we die. And I would just beg my parents to promise me that when we die, we don't just get evaporated into a black hole where nothingness exists around us forever. And that was my biggest fear. And I had a lot of other fears and Nobody knew why I was like this. I was born into a family of, I would say, people who are not very highly sensitive. We love my parents. They're my best friends in the world. And as I've grown on this spiritual journey, they've grown alongside of me. But when I was a child, they didn't know what was going on with me. My older siblings were not like this at all. So I came, I like to call myself a pattern breaker a lineage buster. And by the time I was four or five years old, my parents put me in therapy because of all the reasons that I mentioned before. And also because I was highly sensitive to clothing. I wanted to wear my socks inside out. If I felt the tag of my outfit touching me, I would have tantrums and freak out. And the therapist ended up telling my parents, she's fine. She's just very highly sensitive. And this is before there was a word for highly sensitive people, which is now 
a cornerstone of this podcast. We probably talk about being an HSP in every episode because so many of us who are spiritual and highly attuned to the world around us and empathic, we can relate to being highly sensitive to the world. And when you're a child, especially a child who grew up in the 90s like I did or any time before that, there just wasn't an awareness of what that meant or how to cater to a person like that. So I remember from a very young age, what I did was stuff those feelings down. And I didn't think it was a good thing to be so sensitive to see someone outside of myself and actually feel their pain as if it was my own. And nobody told me that there was a name for that or that maybe I was empathic or maybe I could feel other people's emotions in a more heightened way. I remember feeling the responsibility, like the weight of the world on my shoulders because I could really feel everything around me and everyone else's emotions so deeply. Okay, let's talk about ketamine therapy. You know, this is my obsession and it fits right into this episode about spiritual awakening and mental health because I feel like they're all tied into each other. So the struggles that we face with our mental health can loom large over our lives. Maybe you've been there. Maybe someone that you love has been there. And if you feel like you've tried everything, I have a suggestion for you that is a little bit off the beaten path, but it's something that we talk a lot about on this show, and that is ketamine therapy. I'm obsessed with Mind Bloom, and I'm so thankful to be working with them on the show because they are the solution for the next chapter in mental health and well being. Mind Bloom is the leader in at home ketamine therapy. That's right. You don't even have to leave your house to find a ketamine therapist and to have this experience in the comfort of your home. They offer a combination of science-backed medicine with a clinician and guided support for people looking to improve their mental health and well-being. They connect patients to licensed psychiatric clinicians to help them achieve better outcomes with lower costs, greater convenience, and of course, an artfully crafted experience, which is important. You can take their online assessment to make sure that Mind Bloom is right for you. And if you're approved, you'll discuss your health history and your goals for mental health treatment with your clinician to tail your Mind Bloom regimen. You guys know I am deep on the ketamine healing journey and I couldn't recommend it more. Right now, Mind Bloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash blonde and use promo code blonde at checkout. Go to mindbloom.com slash blonde promo code blonde for $100 off your first six session program today. That is mindbloom.com slash blonde promo code blonde. I'm Kat Sadler and it sure is a beautiful day. After such a bleak year, it's time for some joy and I cannot wait for you to hear my fresh and fun new show, I crack open about mom life, relationships, wellness, and beauty, all the things. Plus, I have provocative conversations with some of the most fascinating and famous faces in pop culture. I'm here to lift you up and make you think. Check out It Sure Is a Beautiful Day with me and you every Tuesday. And then I would have some other experiences where when my grandmother passed away when I was six years old, I had a dream shortly thereafter where we were in a room together and it was a circular room that kind of looked like the living room from her house, but it was a different room. However, it was so familiar to me and it wasn't a place that exists on this planet or in this lifetime. And we were sitting at this table, me and her, and my mom was there and my nanny was there. And my grandmother spoke to me and said, I'm fine. I'm in heaven and I'm watching over you and I'm always with you. And in fact, I'm more with you now than I was when I was alive because when she was alive at the end of her life, she was very sick and her mind wasn't all there. So this dream was so real to me, but I didn't really know what to do with it. But it wasn't until so many years later when I've gotten to meet many mediums and psychics and intuitives where I've realized dreams are powerful messages. And my grandmother was visiting me and she was trying to show me that I have the gift of connecting to people who are on the other side. And then there are many other instances in my childhood where I remember having such a strong moment of deja vu that it was shocking. Like I remember looking in the mirror when I was about 12 years old and I had just gotten into a huge fight with my dad. And if you guys have listened to my dad on the podcast, you know, we're both reflectors. We're very similar. We butt heads. It's been 
a relationship that we've both healed the older that I've gotten. But when I was a child, it was a pretty difficult relationship. And my dad had just screamed at me and had the biggest tantrum of all time because there were ants in my toothpaste and toothbrush drawer. And he was furious with me because apparently it was my fault that I left the toothpaste open and then there were ants infiltrating my bathroom. And I remember this whole vivid scene where my dad screamed at me. He ripped the drawer out of the bathroom and was just like going basically ballistic. And I'm sure he's okay with me talking about this now because he's calmed down a lot the older that he's gotten. But for a highly sensitive child, this was traumatizing. I'll never forget looking in the mirror after I was hysterically crying and just feeling so unsafe in this way. The the loudness and the yelling and the way that this would make me disassociate from my body when I was a child was terrifying. And I looked in the mirror and something came over me where like a 30-year-old version of myself stepped into my body and I could see that version of me in the mirror. And I, I just had this knowing that was not scary to me or anything at all of the fact that an older version of me was present in my body and started speaking to me in the mirror and said, I'm going to take care of you. I've got you. I know that you feel unsafe and scared right now, but everything's going to be okay. And I'm going to be taking care of you for the rest of your life. So I'm here. I'm the older version of you. I'm your soul. I'm your higher self. And at the time, those were not really words that I knew. I, I was not an 11-year-old who knew what a higher self was, but I felt that I was there. And I remember telling my mom, like, oh my God, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm powerful. I'm really powerful. And my mom was always really in awe of this old, ancient wisdom that lived inside of me. And, and that, from ever after, was something that I never forgot. And I felt deeply powerful. And I always wondered for many years after that if I was going to have an experience of being about 30 years old and stepping into my body as a child and taking care of myself. And let me tell you, that happened and we will get into it. But that was something that I thought about for many years and then forgot about until it happened. And the last thing I'll add about childhood before I get into the actual awakening that took place in my mid-20s was that I was very sick as a child. And I feel like a lot of you guys probably don't know this, but I had whooping cough when I was eight. And of course, you're hearing whooping cough and you're thinking, okay, isn't that a disease of the 1800s? And the answer is yes. Very few people get whooping cough every year, but I was living in mold in our house, which is something that we didn't know until way later. So my immune system was weakened. And then in my third grade classroom, there was mold. Nine of us got sick with pneumonia and I was one of those people. But then I developed whooping cough and my parents found me in the middle of the night. My mom was actually sleeping in bed with me because she was nervous about how sick I was. And she heard this kind of gurgling start happening in my throat. And then I started choking for air and really gasping for air. And I wasn't able to get any air. And she was freaking out. And she took me outside and was screaming for my dad. And they banged on my back until I ended up throwing up a lot outside in the fresh air and then I could breathe again. But my mom was terrified and she called the doctor and described the whole thing. And they ended up bringing me in for testing and finding out that I had whooping cough, which then affected me for a year. And I was out of school in third grade for almost a year. And I do think that having some kind of experience like this as a child is something that happens to highly attuned and spiritual people. Like if you can imagine on an energetic level what my body was going through being human and having to exist here on this planet, which I now believe I haven't been to in quite a while. And even I can say that that's true about many of us. And those of us who are really here as light workers and star seeds and psychics and intuitives on the planet, we struggle. <laughs> Let me tell you, we have a little bit more struggles than the average person on a health level. And when I think back to being a child, I realize, oh my God, that was my freaking life. I 
was not well. And I think that really shapes a person. And I know it does. And I also remember during that time where I can only know from my parents that I was brushing against death every day. And there was no way for the doctors to tell my parents if I was going to be okay or not. And there were many, many times that I stopped breathing and then I started breathing again. I wasn't scared. And when I think about that lack of fear, I think that is also some kind of eternal spiritual soul speak that comes through the body. And third grade, I was eight and then nine years old. And if you look at pictures of me during that time, I was white as a sheet all the time. I lost like 10 or 15 pounds, which when you're like a 60 pound child, that is absolutely nothing. And it just influenced me. And, um, I'm grateful for it now. And I'm not sharing the story to say, poor me, I was a sick child, feel bad for me. I'm sharing it because this is the topic of my spiritual awakening journey. And when I look back and put all the pieces of my life together, everything makes sense. And when we did the Q&A portion of this episode, tons of people wanted to know, did you feel these gifts as a child? And what did you do about that? And did you stuff them down? And It's crazy to think that I did stuff them down. It's so different than who I am today. And now I understand that time doesn't exist. And because time doesn't exist, I can go back to those versions of myself. I can go back to the eight-year-old who is living in her bed and I can offer healing to her. And because also time doesn't exist, I know that I can go take care of her now. And I do. And I kind of have to ask myself, is that part of the reason why I survived? And I think it is not to mention like modern medicine and my parents and I had a lot of support, but we're talking about energy here and on a metaphysical level. Guys, you know, I have an obsession with finding the best healthy plant-based protein powder, and I have discovered the best healthy treat. You guys are going to be so excited to hear about this. I've been doing this for a long time, but I recently got back into it, which is protein nice cream. This recipe is so easy, and if you use Wellgrove's plant-based protein powder, it is so unbelievably creamy. It feels rather indulgent. It's hard to believe it's good for you. It's vegan, sugar-free, TBB-approved, all the things. All you need is one scoop of vanilla protein powder. Visit wellgrovehealth.com to get 20% off of yours with our special code, which I will get to. You will also need a cup of frozen berries, a cup of frozen mango, and half a cup of plant-based milk. I like to use almond milk. You can pop all your ingredients into the blender or food processor and blend until smooth. I guarantee this will be the smoothest, creamiest nice cream on earth if you use Wellgrove's plant-based protein powder. It also includes extra virgin olive oil powder, which is so amazing because you get the health benefits of brain fuel and sustained energy. Visit wellgrovehealth.com and enter the code BALANCED at checkout for 20% off and you will also get a free protein shaker. So I love to always offer you guys the best discounts on the things that I'm loving. Another way to do nice cream is to also add like a very thick, creamy banana that has been frozen. That'll make it even creamier. So visit wellgrovehealth.com and enter the code BALANCED at checkout for a 20% off discount and you'll get a free protein shaker. Okay, so you should know I have an addiction. I get really addicted to specific brands and products that I love. And currently the addiction is Symbiotica. You guys know I'm obsessed with the founder, Shervin. He's a dear friend of mine and he is so wise when it comes to all things holistic health. And let me tell you a little bit about what I'm loving from Symbiotica. First, they're a health supplement company that designs sophisticated formulations that are scientifically proven to increase vitality and longevity by filling nutritional gaps that result from our modern day diet. They use the highest quality bioavailable ingredients and the most advanced delivery system. So you've probably seen those little packets that they come in and you just squeeze most of the packets into your mouth and it tastes amazing. They add little things in there like almond butter oil and it's like a little delicious treat, but it's also totally healthy. 
you like sugar-free, low glycemic, all the things. I'm obsessed with their super greens powder, which is a convenient way to boost your daily nutrition. Also contains a bioavailable complex of natural plant compounds, including chlorophyll, broccoli seed, and other alkalizing greens. It helps to support cellular detoxification, boost energy levels, and promote healthy immune response. I'm also loving their liposomal vitamin C. It's a synergistic formula that plays a key role in our immune system's function, collagen production, and healthy aging. So those of us vegans know how important that is. And of course, my go-to product beyond is their charcoal for detox and for digestion. I use it every night. I'm laughing because you've probably seen it on my Instagram because like I said, I'm addicted. Use code balanced on symbiotica.com for 15% off site-wide or create your custom bundle and get up to 45% off. Link in the show notes. Enjoy. So let's fast forward. We're going to skip a lot of things because then I grew up and I was very interested in my social life and my friends. And I lived an extremely normal high school and college life. I was a big drinker. I drank a lot of alcohol. And when you look back on it, I kind of have to ask myself, was I such a big drinker and such a big partier because I was running from something? I was running from a part of my soul and I didn't have an alcohol problem in the sense that I was never reliant on alcohol. I actually hated the taste of alcohol, but I used it and I used it nonetheless to continue disassociating from this body. And there was something that was so appealing to me about partying. And I know now that's because I was running from psychic thoughts, which I thought were thoughts that were just like making me a weaker human being because I was so highly attuned to the people around me and affected by anybody who was in pain or any interaction that I had that I felt didn't go well or that I might have offended someone or all of these negative thought loops in our head just ate me alive. And then I became a huge partier and then I lived a really, really normal life and it was not rooted in spirituality. But I'll tell you what was a spiritual gateway for me. And I know that we all have our spiritual gateways and mine was yoga. I discovered yoga when I was 14. I had a lot of back pain and made my way into a Bikram yoga studio and Bikram became my life. I say it saved my life and that is the truth. And then at a very young age, I did a yoga teacher training. And even though I lived this like outwardly normal, very party centric life and I went to college and I was an English major and I studied abroad in Italy and just did all the things. I cared very much about this yogic path and had ambitions and dreams of being like a world-renowned yoga teacher. And I really felt like yoga and teaching yoga and studying yoga was my calling. And autobiography of a yogi was really huge and awakening for me at the time. But I look back now and I see that I thought I was living a spiritual life, but I was really just barely even scratching the surface. So I was at the brink. But all of this is divine. And I have no judgment for myself during that time because I was doing what I had to do to be happy, to survive, to have friendships and connections. And then let's fast forward a little bit. I started this blog in 2013. When I started my blog, I knew I had found my calling. And this goes back to another prediction that I had had as a child. And the prediction was, I told my mom when I was like six years old, I'm going to be a writer, but I'm not going to be a traditional author or exactly what we think is a way that people are going to be well known. It's a different way of being known. And I'm going to have a lot of people who read my work and we're going to be really involved in each other's lives. And basically I was explaining the relationship between a blogger and a blogger's reader. But at the time, blogging didn't exist. The internet didn't really exist as we now know it. So when I started blogging, I instantly realized this was my calling all along. I was writing about yoga, spirituality, lifestyle, my family, and got to exercise these creative parts of myself, which I am now aware is what channeling is and what creative automatic writing is. We write when we're in the flow, we're able to tap into the divine, the super ego, the super conscious. We're able to release 
all of our fears and separateness and just get into the space of oneness. And I know now that's why writing came so first nature to me. So all of that to say, I found the blog. I knew it was my calling. And that was something that helped me step into a bit of a spiritual awakening in a deeper way because I felt like even before I had the proper words for it, I had escaped the matrix. I had escaped what I was so worried about, but I still was living. Like I was straddling this world and the worlds beyond. And I really wasn't so deep into the worlds beyond other than yoga until I started my podcast in 2016. And when I started my podcast, the people that I decided to interview should have been very telling to my heart and soul in general, because I was drawn to the psychics, the mediums, the astrologers, the yoga teachers who had really been through stuff And it was very early on during that time that I started to realize and uncover that I had these gifts as well. And I had someone on my podcast so many years ago named Colleen McCann. You can listen to that. And I remember that she came to my apartment and we did a reading and she told me, you know, you have this gift. You have this gift really strong. It's very palpable and it's something that you should really pursue and work with. And Then Marianne DeMarco, who's been on this podcast many times, she taught me that the words of spirit can often come in our own voice. So if you've ever had a moment of being in the shower or walking down the street and just hearing a voice that you think is your own, but it sounds very wise and and it just knows the answer to something or it tells you something, it could be saying anything really. That can be spirit coming in the form of our own voice because spirit is so wise and spirit knows how to communicate with us in a way that we have to listen. We have no choice but to listen. So once Marianne told me that and she taught me about automatic writing, which is where we can start journaling and pose a question to someone who's passed on or to our higher self beyond the veil and then just get out of our own way, get out of our own head and just keep writing and trust that what's coming through is coming from worlds beyond. That's when I really started to tap into this gift. And then it was the following year when I was about 26, 27 years old that I had my experience of meeting with a shaman in Ojai. This was someone I had known from previously in my life as well. And she asked me to come have this session with her. And in that session, I watched her face shapeshift and morph and start to melt off of her face. And I saw galaxies coming through her eyes. And then I saw old Native American women and old Native American men. I saw animals coming through her face. And I tell this story in a lot more detail in part one of my recent series of podcasts with Krista interviewing me. So if you want to hear more, you can head there. But that was my first experience of seeing someone's face shapeshift. And at the time, I thought it was her gift and her power. And I felt like, wow, I got to spend more time with people like this, people who are shamans, who are shamanic, who have the keys to worlds beyond. And she's someone who works closely with the Pleiadian starseeds. So she taught me about Pleiadians. And I'll walk you guys back to that time so that if you're hearing about Pleiadians for the first time now on this podcast, you can see what I started to see. So I went home from this session with her and I Googled Pleiadians because I felt like, holy mother of God. She told me that I'm connected to this star system. I've always felt like an alien. I've always felt like I wasn't from here. I've never felt at home in my body. So I Googled Pleiadians and what I found on Google was kind of weird. Like it was kind of like, oh, these are, this is like not something that people really talk openly about. And then I instantly realized we're going to be going down a rabbit hole and I love a good rabbit hole, but it was something that I realized this is very taboo. And again, I'm going to have to be very ahead of the curve on this one if I'm going to get into this kind of stuff. So I'll read you what I found when I Googled it. Pleiadians are starseeds, physically indistinguishable from humans. They are usually very peaceful, rooted in harmony and concerned with the welfare of earth. That Pleiadians are interested in the future of our planet. Members of this group of Pleiadians have also been described as maternal, wise, spiritual, and there's so much more there. It's like, okay, if you've ever felt like maybe you're not from this planet, then star seeds is something we could talk about all day. And the thing 
with me and the Pleiadian thing when I first discovered it. And then I started diving into fifth dimensional consciousness, which we on this planet are in the third dimension. And I realized everything that I had done up until that point in my life was dealing with the third dimension. I then started to get very interested in the fifth dimension and beyond and learned about all the different types of star seeds. Okay, so we love Go Macro. Go Macro is my go-to plant-based bar company. They have been working with the show forever, and I love them because they're super TBB approved, meaning that they're made from simple, high-quality ingredients and are certified organic, vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, and soy-free. They're available in 16 mouth-watering, full-size, and five kids flavors. They're packed with 100% plant-based ingredients to fuel your body and your mind. If you have a food allergy or a dietary restriction, they offer three delicious nut-free flavors, including oatmeal chocolate chip, maple sea salt, and sunflower butter, plus chocolate, as well as 10 certified FODMAP-friendly flavors so that everyone can enjoy a delicious snack. I am obsessed with the fact that they are a mother-daughter owned company that is based in a small rural community. They're basically living the dream and their mission is to spread awareness for a balanced plant-based lifestyle, which we always love. And like I said, they're fully TBB approved and it is hard to find a TBB approved brand of on-the-go snacks because of how rigorous I am with my ingredients that I recommend to people. And I just absolutely love what they're doing. And I love the ingredients that they use. They're trustworthy, high quality, vegan, low glycemic, all the things. And they also have a national recycling program for their wrappers, which most brands cannot say. So get your hands on a delicious plant-based protein bar by going to gomacro.com and using promo code balance for 30% off plus free shipping on all orders over $50. When stress piles up in our lives, our relaxation techniques can only go so far. So if you're anything like me, that can impact everything from trouble sleeping to just not feeling like ourselves. And so sometimes it's good to add a little something else to the mix. I like to get an extra boost from nature's stress-beating power couple with Next Evo Naturals Stress CBD Complex. They have brought together hemp-based CBD and whole plant ashwagandha in a delicious tropical fruit-flavored gummy that helps decrease stress by as much as 70%. I am a fan of CBD. There's no THC in the CBD, so if you're not into THC, totally fine. Ashwagandha and CBD are a powerful combination. They work together to target the source of rising stress hormones like cortisol, and they also combine a patented natural whole plant ashwagandha that is eight times more powerful than regular ashwagandha and 100% U.S. hemp-derived CBD extract with four times better absorption than standard CBD. So you can enjoy all the benefits in a delicious tropical fruit gummy. I've been taking it to sleep. You guys know how I am with my sleep, so it's been incredibly helpful for me. It's vegan, non-GMO, and THC-free using 100% U.S. grown hemp. Get to the root of stress with Stress CBD Complex from Next Evo Naturals. For 25% off subscription orders of $50 or more, use promo code BALANCED at nextevo.com. That is N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com, promo code BALANCED. Enjoy. If the word alien kind of turns you off or makes you think like, I never believed in that because as a child, we see movies like E.T. and we hear about aliens and I was raised in a way that was like, that stuff's not real. And if I would ever ask my parents as a child, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of aliens, I'm afraid of monsters, they would always just tell me that stuff's not real. And that was pounded into my head. But when I became more open to spirituality and starseeds and larger concepts of the world beyond, I realized that the word alien doesn't have to mean what we're taught in movies and what we're shown in media, which I think, again, is the matrix trying to keep us scared. And so when I talk about the matrix on this podcast and beyond, what I'm talking about is like the systematic way of living that we have been indoctrinated into because of living on this earth. And if we were all to wake up to the true 
power that lives inside of us and know that we have capabilities to connect with worlds beyond and to heal ourselves and to become energy and to use energy in different ways and manifest, aka call our desires into our lives, then we would not be supporting the system because the system is about consumerism and materialism and massive industries that have been built upon us not being well or not being in our highest power. So part of the age of Aquarius that we live in now is about busting through those systems and being a systems buster. So when you hear me talk about that stuff, that's me trying to share with everyone that I can that it's time that we all ascend to higher dimensions. And that's done through thought and mind and healing and physical movement and very tangible ways. So I know that people listening to this podcast could potentially be all over the spectrum. Some of you are like, yes, I'm a starseed. I'm an alien. I've never been from here. Give me more. And other people might be, like I said, really kind of weirded out by the word alien. And so that's why I like to explain because I would have been super turned off by the word alien as well, which brings me back to what I was saying, which is that Alien, in my opinion, just means anything that is different from a human body. So if you have any belief whatsoever that there is life out there in the universe on anything but this planet, then that is alien to us or starseed to us. So if you've ever heard of someone like Esther Hicks who channels Abraham, Abraham Hicks, they are a fifth dimensional consciousness. And fifth dimensional consciousness can be channeled through just like people channel Pleiadians through. So the Pleiadians, they quickly became my love, my light, my guiding force. And that summer of 2017, when I learned about the Pleiadians and I went home and devoured everything that there was to learn about them on the internet and in books, which wasn't much, I started talking about these things publicly as well. And (laughs) I look back and I kind of want to be like, good job being so fearless because we do live in a world where these concepts are not necessarily celebrated, let alone understood yet. So sometimes when we are deep on this spiritual path and we came here to be pattern breakers, we're going to talk about things that are not totally and entirely comfortable for everybody. And I think when you're on a spiritual awakening journey, that's just something to accept and to know that that's okay. We don't have to be understood by everybody and we don't have to be accepted by everybody. But if we are here fulfilling our soul's mission on this planet, then we will be joyous, we'll be happy, we'll be helping people. And that's what we came here to do. And you'll also be drawn to like-minded people and like-minded people will be drawn to you. So you aren't going to be on this path alone. So that summer was a huge summer of awakening for me. I had aliens visiting my bedroom. I like to say they were stitching up my brain and giving me upgrades. And it kind of flashes back to that dream that I had as a child of my grandmother visiting me after she passed on because a lot of these experiences that I had with the star seeds that summer and the Pleiadians could be described as a dream or they could be described as astral traveling. I believe I was astral traveling and I was also probably astral traveling as a child as well when I would see my grandmother in dreams. And all of this was completely sober. At that time, I was transitioning from no longer drinking alcohol. I haven't had a sip of alcohol in almost six years. And I also hadn't tried any psychedelics at that point in my life. And now psychedelics are a huge part of my life, my awakening and my healing. But what I'm talking about, about the visitations and the deep dives into star seeds that I was doing, that was all without any psychedelics whatsoever. Then I started channeling Pleiadians. And some of you may remember if you were here in my audience at that time, I would do a lot of live readings. I would do live Zoom calls where I would channel the Pleiadians for an hour. My voice would drastically change and I would just channel in an out-of-body kind of way. That was a really fun time in my life. And I'm pretty nostalgic for that time in my life because I was just full throttle going for it. I had a lot of energy and was channeling it all into the spiritual awakening. I was determined to be a channel similar to Esther Hicks and to bring this information to the world. I would also do live channelings on Instagram where 
people would ask questions and then I would channel on their behalf and wild things would come through. I remember channeling for one girl about a piano and I just kept seeing this piano and specific songs coming through on the piano and she lost it. And she said, oh my God, my grandfather was a concert pianist and he just passed away and I was praying for a sign from him and this is my sign. And at the time that felt like I was really living my life's calling by channeling in these ways. And then my physical body got really sick and I suffered from chronic Lyme disease from 2018 onward. And that started to take a toll in so many ways where I then had such brain fog that I wasn't vibrating at the high vibrational level that's required to channel. I mean, there are no technical requirements when it comes to channeling, but I was no longer able to connect in the same way that I was with the Pleiadians and those who have passed on because my vibration from living this sick life was very low. And then I had to vibrate at that low level and experience what that was like. And then I got into psychedelics and I had my first ayahuasca journey in the very beginning of 2019. You can listen to that entire journey on the podcast if you feel inspired. I've detailed every ayahuasca journey that I've had on the podcast. And that's when I really learned about the nature of duality. And I was going to these heavenly realms and reconnecting with angels and my angels that is and learning like holy shit it is my job to bring this kind of like rainbow force of light to the earth and be love and live love and this is what I'm going to do and then the second night of that same ayahuasca journey I went to such a dark place that I had an exorcism and saw the deepest realms of hell that one could ever envision. And then that was the medicine's way of teaching me about oneness and that the lighter we can go, the darker we can go. And if we are willing to go all the way into the light, which is what we do call enlightenment here on this planet, then we must also be willing to go all the way into the darkness, which is a terrifying place. And I now know that the truest healers have been to both. And I think I don't want to take away from anyone's experience who hasn't been to the darkness. and But I can speak for myself when I say that the healers I'm interested in have been to the depths of hell and back. And they know that being a healer means empowering people to be their own healer. So I had to learn all of that on my own. And it's like psychedelics and my higher self checked my ego and showed me that the spirituality that I had experienced up until that point was great. And it was great that I was doing healing work in the world and doing Zoom calls where I was channeling Pleiadians, but I was being called to go back into my body, my soul, my deepest essence and do my own healing before I portrayed any other type of healing to the world. And that's been my cocoon phase for the last many years. And I don't know, if any of you follow me super duper closely on Instagram and my blog, but if you do, then you'll have seen the trajectory of pulling back. I read my captions and my blog posts from like three or four years ago, and I was on a channeling roll. I was sharing from the depths of my heart with no boundaries, but in a really cool way where the things that were coming through were like ridiculously potent. And I had to pull back from that not on purpose. It was a very subconscious thing to recommit to myself and to go back into my cocoon phase of healing, which really needed to take place because my body was not catching up to the acceleration that was happening spiritually. And once I did that, and then once I started diving deeper into plant medicine and psychedelics, I uncovered a whole new aspect of my soul, which is the ancient shamanic energy worker that lives inside of me that works with the plants. So plant medicine woman from past lives working through me in this lifetime to remind myself who I really am. And that's been my latest uncovering of reconnecting with my soul. And up until that point, I was asking myself, how many times do I have to keep learning a particular lesson? How many times do I need to be sucked into the chronic illness, pain and brain fog before 
I can stop calling that back into my life and my body. And what I'm realizing now is that the next phase of the journey is becoming the shamanic energy worker, the plant medicine woman from lives past that still lives inside of me. And until I do, I'm not really being my true authentic self. And there's the influencer Jordan who has served me very well. And I'm so thankful for this alternative career that I've been able to have. But when I lean too far into that influencer space and that world and that LA life, it reminds me of the life that I was living before I really woke up to who I really am in my soul. And then I have to ask myself, what am I doing to just be part of the crowd and to fit in and to feel like I am doing something worthy of time and that I belong and I'm impressive and I have to let go of all these things. Those things are all the ego and really go back to like, okay, well, I'm different. I'm going to be living myself, my life. And who the fuck cares? I'm sorry if it's impressive on the outside As long as I care and as long as I'm impressed and I feel good and I feel well in my daily life. And I just got off the phone with Danielle Laporte, who's coming to this podcast very soon. She's one of my OG spiritual teachers. She's amazing. And she said to me when we finished recording, please rest, please take care of yourself. You got to take care of your spirit. And that's where everything will come from. And that was such wise advice. She really lives these spiritual concepts that I eat, sleep, and breathe, but I don't always live them because I do get so easily caught back into the way that I feel that people are supposed to be living, which is just a conditioned, indoctrinated way of life that I don't actually believe in, but that's the way that the mind is tricky. We can get pulled back into it. So we can ask ourselves, what are we doing in our daily lives? Is it serving the higher purpose of our life or is it not? And that's one of the most spiritual things we can do. And when I really think about living a spiritual life and want to share with people what that means, it's so much more simple than we think. It's not how many hours a day do you meditate and what are you journaling about and what's your morning routine and are you a vegan? It's the opposite of all of that. It's what principles are your guiding force? What do you think about when you lay your head on the pillow each night? How do you treat the people in your life and how do you speak to yourself? And are you living the concepts of love or are you caught in the matrix, which is what we've been taught is what's important. And this is true spirituality. And the deeper that I get down this path, the braver I have to be to let go of the labels, to let go of all of the shit that we think is important and When I say labels, I mean like it can be very comforting to say, I'm this, I'm that, I'm a vegan, I'm a blogger who lives in LA. So we are none of that. We are the soul. We are the soul who happens to be expressing itself in human form at this time on earth. And we do have an ego because we are human, but to also live beyond the ego and connect back into the heart and soul and live from that heart and soul and to not live from the ego place and to be aware of our conscious and our subconscious and the superconscious and to be aware that the darkness is always creeping in. And when I did my recent solo episode called Top 10 Resources That Have Been a Game Changer in My Life, I recommended the book Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill, which talks about being able to outwit the darkness. And he says in that book that actually the devil, because he's interviewing him in a very metaphysical kind of conversation that he's having, says that 98% of people on the planet are completely asleep and 2% are thinking for themselves. So I would also go far enough to say that thinking for yourself also means you're living a spiritual life. So if you're listening to this episode because you feel like you're awakening or you want to awaken and you're worried that you're not doing it right, like there's no proper way to awaken and there's no proper way to do it. And there's also no end to the process. And to bring this full circle, when I said that I looked in the mirror when I was a child and was taking care of myself, when I had my second ayahuasca ceremony in the Hollywood Hills, I had an extremely out-of-body moment where I was catapulted into the bathroom where I ended up looking in the mirror and completely stepping out of my body. I was totally separate from my body and my soul promised myself that I would be there taking care of myself for the rest of my life. And then I traveled back 
to the moment in the bathroom when I was 11 in my pink nightgown talking to myself in the mirror after my dad tantrumed and I was there taking care of her. And I saw A, that time doesn't exist and B, that there's no one more powerful than ourselves. And when we really abide by this truth that time is not linear and we can use time in a healing way to go back and take care of ourselves and to think about ourselves in the future and how we can care for that future self now by living a life that we would be proud of which often means a spiritual life of some or another kind, then that is what true spirituality really is. And you can't do it wrong. That's the best news. There's no way to do it wrong. So I have so much more to say, which makes me realize we will absolutely do a part two. So let's consider this part one and I will follow up with part two. But tell me, because what I'm curious and really interested to do right now is share solo episodes about what really matters to me, because that's what I'm here on the planet to do. And I do ask myself, what am I doing on the planet right now? And do I really want to be doing everything that I do? The answer is a resounding yes, but I have to always be adjusting what I do and how I do it. So that's what we're doing today. Let me get into some Q&A before we wrap up the episode. So Flowed by Faith said, how did alcohol play into all this? And I'm glad you asked because now I can tie in what I was saying before where alcohol completely stopped serving me in my life. There was no way that I could have kept drinking when I started to awaken as rapidly as I did. And that's just speaking for myself. I know there are a lot of people out there who drink alcohol and have absolutely no problem with it. And it can raise your vibration if it's being used in the right way. I believe that because we all have our medicine and there's no one size fits all. But for me, it was lowering my vibration very much. It was poison and it was terrible for my body. And I'm going to do a solo episode on this soon. But for me personally, it would make me say things, do things that I really wasn't proud of. And I do feel like that was the darkness creeping in. And if my goal in life is to live in the light and not live in the darkness, then alcohol didn't play into that at all. I really don't see myself ever drinking alcohol again. And I love psychedelics. That's my medicine of choice. So I don't think you have to be like, 100% sober from all substances in order to live a spiritual life. But ask yourself what you're using things for and why you use them. Alcohol made me hungover. It made me feel terrible. I have this highly sensitive body that we spoke of. So it just wasn't serving my highest good or my highest purpose. Okay, Smalls of Flowers says, after birth, did you have a moment? You lost connection to your higher self. Yes, I think that when you become a mother, you're readjusting who you are and you're relearning who you are in this world and basically becoming a completely different person and a different version of yourself. And the postpartum time is no joke. I went through quite a bit of emotions in my postpartum period where I felt really disconnected from myself. I was probably happier than I've ever been on the one hand because I was living and breathing being Atticus's mom. And that was so special. And I was living for Atticus at that time. But one day I woke up like six months postpartum and realized I was also ready to be living for myself again too. And I think it's good for our kids to see us be who we are and do what we're passionate about. And that's when I slowly started to get back into my spiritual practices, my work, my exercise, writing my book. And I think it's really normal to lose connection with our higher self after we give birth because being pregnant is one of the most spiritual experiences of all time. And then you give birth, which is a portal into one of the most spiritual experiences of all time. But then the birth happens and like your hormones are going wacky and suddenly there's so much change and transition in your life. And it would be hard to maintain all of those practices and spiritual notions and Maybe for a second time mom or a third time mom, it could be easier. I can only speak as a first time mom. It was just such a big transition that I had to lose myself and then come back to myself slowly, which I'm still doing. But I also think that being a mom is the most spiritual gift that I've been given personally on this planet where I've had to figure out how to use my time more wisely. And I can't just like talk the talk anymore. I have to walk the walk because I have a little human watching my every move. And I have a husband who I'm now 
parenting with. And so you have to really work on healing yourself in a whole other way, which is a spiritual practice in and of itself, which I also want to do an episode on. Liz Karamavro says, how did you come back from some of your spiritual awakening experiences? I also feel like a cosmic being. And sometimes I disassociate from reality. I'm looking for a way to come back to reality and bring the magic to the material plane. This is such a good question. And I think part of what I'm doing here on earth now is to be a bridge between worlds and bring that magic from the other realms to this realm and to know that we are not alone here and we can connect to our highest selves here and we don't want to wish ourselves into another dimension. That's not what we want to do, although it can be very tempting and I think it is part of the awakening journey to feel that way at certain times. So the best advice I got was from Mike Dow. He was on this podcast about a month ago talking about ketamine therapy. And he said, start making this life more like that life in the other realms that we envision. So forging connections with people that are all love, that don't have judgment, that are our soul family on this path. And I know it can be lonely and hard to find those people, but the more that you live as a bridge between worlds, the more that you will find those people. And it can take time, but to start cultivating more of that in your life and then to start incorporating more things into your day that make you feel connected to the divine. So it could be really small. You could start really small, spending more time in nature, journaling more, meditating more, taking a bath at the end of the night with candles and not checking social media as much. And these are some of the things I do to be more connected to myself and more connected to the divine. And also it forces me to up-level in my life because if I want connections and relationships and friendships that are all love and not about judgment, then I can't be a judgmental person. And that includes being judgmental on myself. So it's really like looking inward and up-leveling in all of these different ways and committing to it. And it's hard. Like, look, half the time I do wish that those other realms could be here on this earth and that we could be in the utopia that I've seen that we are supposed to be in. But it's not our reality. And we're here as light workers. So I feel like the best thing we can do is live that light worker mission and start to eradicate the darkness by being the light. And it can be hard because you feel like you're one person. What kind of change can you make that's going to change the world? And wouldn't that be presumptuous and egotistical? And the answer is no. All it takes is one person and then the next person and the next person that you inspire by living that way and by not contributing to the darkness. And then eventually more than 2% of people will be thinking their own thoughts and stepping out of the darkness, if you know what I mean. So we could do a whole episode on that in and of itself, but let's get into the next question from JC Mercer, earning money as a 4-6 reflector when it feels hard to be human. I know, I know. As a reflector, it can be so hard, especially because we soak in the collective, but this is all about knowing our worth and our value. And I don't know, I would need more context about what are the kinds of things that you enjoy, but I'm all about the belief that we can create a career based off of everything that we enjoy the internet gives us this ability. The internet has pros and cons, pluses and minuses. But the amazing thing about the internet is people are creating businesses and self-employment and entrepreneurship for themselves left and right because of the internet. Like you should see some of these people that I stumble across on TikTok that are like 18 years old living in the middle of America who are now making all this money by just talking about what they love on TikTok, whether it's social media tips or spirituality or food. Like there's there's something for everybody and there's an audience for everything. And I think it can be really easy to get discouraged and think that the spaces are saturated, but they're not. I think as reflectors, we have to do things differently and we have to be okay with the fact that we're doing it differently and that we need a lot more downtime. So you can also have a part-time job or a handful of part-time jobs that give you enough downtime to really take care of your reflector self, but also to know that you're valuable and you're worthy of making money and you're going to do it in a different way, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be an amazing way that forges the path for a lot of other people. Okay. So you guys have a lot more questions about the fifth dimension, 7.0, signs from the universe, numerology, tapping into gifts and how to start tapping into them, astrology, human design, time not being real, Pleiadians. So I feel like, first of all, I'm happy with what we covered in today's episode. 
I had intentions for it to be even shorter, but there's no way I could have stopped talking. Number two, this is definitely going to be part one. So we'll do part two coming up. So please do keep sending in your questions. Go to Instagram to the post that I'll make about this episode and tell me what you want to hear in part two and tell me your thoughts on this. And I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that we can talk about these metaphysical concepts here on TBB. And I feel like over the years, The Balanced Blonde has gotten both deeper and more out there, but also more accessible because I'm finding ways to talk about this stuff in a way that doesn't have to be so niche. Like my goal is that you could send this episode to your mom or your friend or your sister who's not that into spirituality and they don't know what a star seed is, but you can send it to them and say, this girl is a lot like me. And if you want to understand what I felt by being an HSP in my life, then you could listen to this story and maybe it'll help you understand me better. And my goal is to not be so out there, but to more be like, oh, I relate to that or I relate to this small element of what she said. And honestly, I'm excited for what's to come. I feel like I'm living a spiritual life now and I can't freaking wait until I'm like 55 living on the land somewhere, just like growing my own vegetables, escaping the matrix, writing fiction, being the energy worker, plant medicine woman that I've spoken of. I can't freaking wait. And because time doesn't exist, I'm going to tap into her all the time. And we didn't even get into the ancient soul, the grandmother soul that I know I am in my heart and my guts. And I'm like, not 32. I'm like 10,000 years old. And we have a lot more to get into. Part two, it's coming in hot. And with that, thank you so much for being here. I love you. You guys are my angels. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balanced Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.